On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we look at the official 2019 Packers roster and preview our season opener against the Bears. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. And with that, let's go Pack. They're going to air it out. Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by my buddies, Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. What's up, guys? How are we doing? <laughs> so moving forward, we'll be releasing two podcasts a week. The first being our nice little 2025 minute on Monday mornings, and then hopefully doing these preview ones that drop on Thursday to look ahead at the game. Uh, this one probably will go a little bit longer because we had our official 2019-2020 Packers roster released. So we'll kick things off there with what your guys' biggest surprise uh, was coming out of this selection of the 53. And Josh, we'll start with you. Yeah, uh, my biggest surprise is Bolton uh, with the middle linebackers. Uh, I honestly thought uh, – I'm still not quite sure what they're doing with him. I'm not quite sure if he's injured or not. I'm, I'm, I just don't know. So maybe I'll get some clarification on that. But I really felt like he was going to make the roster and ended up not. There was a injury clarification, I thought, that came out like last night. Oh, I, shoot. I didn't hear that. I'm already forgetting exactly what it was, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say it was something to the degree he had to he had to be waived in order to be put on the injured reserve. So I think uh, we we're, were keeping him on the IR for the year, probably in the same fashion as Equinemius. But I, I don't know why those two would have been different. Yeah. And that was actually my biggest surprise um, was St. Brown going to the IR full season and not being part of this 53. And I understand completely that if things work out the way they could, he could be the fifth best receiving option for the Packers. But I think we all came out of that Raiders game going, he's done for the season. Then to find out as early as week three he could be back to only find out then that he's not even on the team at all. I know it's not as big of a hit. Um, but it just felt like a guy that was getting stronger, getting more confident, and then to take a year away was was a bummer. And luckily, we're fairly deep at wide receiver. But um, similar yeah. to Bolton, just these these IRs is just it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. So I looked Bolton up fast. He was waived, and then he was reverted to the injured reserve. So he's out for the year. Oh, okay, um, okay, yeah. Okay. But that's well, that's then I'm not so shocked anymore. <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> I take it all back. It was odd the way they played coy. They're like, you know, did you tear your ACL? No. Well, what happened? And then, he, you know, they wouldn't give a solid answer. So there may be something wrong with that knee, you know, more so than we know. And maybe that's the same thing with Equinemius. I don't know. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously uh, from the podcast standpoint, I think we need to take a break and just bask in the glory that is week one, boys. We made hey, it. Real hey, football. Man. We are going to see <laughs> real football with number 12 at quarterback. I can't wait. Now, surprises. Uh, we're Team Kaiser. I don't get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> we're the only professional football team with a quarterback that did not succeed in college, probably. I just don't trust every, you know, all these experts talk about don't trust the preseason. And then they're like, but definitely take Boyle over Kaiser. And then they're acting like, well, Boyle's a development guy. He can really grow. Boyle's older than Kaiser. I still don't get that. But, but, uh, we can move past that one. My surprise has to be Fadal Brown. 
Um, I, I had to look him up. You guys know where he went to college? No idea. Ole Miss. No idea. Oh. Ole Miss. Okay. Uh, you know his, you know his draft status? Probably undrafted. <laughs> exactly, because that's what the Packers do. <laughs> we're, we're not great at drafting in the last five years, so now we just do undrafted free agents. He is an undrafted free agent that made the Raiders in 2017 and then spent time with the Packers last year. So in two years, he's got 21 tackles. I think it was something like one pass breakup. I read a lot that, you know, oh, they really like his flexibility. He can play D end and then also flex out to outside linebacker as needed. So when I first saw that, I thought, great, we're also kind of keeping five outside linebackers then. So the six D lineman makes sense. But his stats say he's 6'4", 280. That's pretty hefty for an outside linebacker. So I'm confused yeah. by that one. We didn't hear much about him. He wasn't making many plays during the games. Um, I'm confused, but uh, depth at D-line, I guess you're going to need. So hopefully yeah. he makes some plays this year. I, I did I did see that uh, on him. and I, But my argument to that is, like, why not keep Reggie Gilbert? Reggie Gilbert, totally better player, uh, you know, could flex out, could flex in. Uh, I just I just don't understand Fidel. Yeah, Gilbert's Gilbert's actually seen the field. Yeah. 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 Can we have an honorable mention as uh, surprised how much social media blew up at Savage changing to number 21? <laughs> I know it's awesome, but oh my good lord, was it just my phone kept ringing. It was nuts. It was absolutely insane. Maybe this is maybe this is just the white boy in me, but I tried to listen to 21 Savage during my mm-hmm. workout today and it just felt a little slow. Didn't really seem like something that could pump me up. <laughs> well, I so you have joined officially every old man Twitter that I saw. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm yelling at the clouds here. I think it's pretty cool. It, I feel sorry for the guys that already bought a Savage 26 jersey because um, those were on sale, and I heavily debated one, but ended up with Kenny Clark. Uh, Savage 21 though for a decade on the Packers. You know, knocking on wood here. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, very awesome. So let's look at, let's just go really quick over our 53 man guessing. Um, and Dan, you can kind of run with this. We weren't too bad. I felt like we actually got a decent one. There's some of them that a uh, majority of people, whether it was Kaiser or St. Brown never would have gotten, but um, yeah. we were pretty close. Yeah. I'm not staring at it in front of me, but you know, we, we had Lazard making it in lieu of EQ being on the IR. Um, Lazard ends up on the practice squad. So we're close there. We hit on tight ends, linemen, um, we did not have Cole Madison because we had them keeping McCray. So yeah. after, after we recorded, they cut McCray or they traded McCoy for uh, McCray for a seventh round pick for to the Browns. So that's solid. Uh, I like that swap. And then you get to keep Cole Madison and develop him. Uh, I'm okay with that. Fidal Brown on the D line as a guy we missed on. Uh, we just talked about that. Uh, outside linebackers we hit. Inside linebackers we were close. We didn't know Bolton, you know, was going to be IR'd. So keeping mm-hmm. Crawford, we hit on that one. And then really D-backs and Chandon Sullivan being kept, which uh, I'm pretty excited about. You know, we didn't hit on the Natrell Jamerson piece then, which was our <laughs> flyer. Uh, but they kept Will Redman, which, you know, in all honesty, at this point, in their career, they're pretty interchangeable, really. Yeah. yeah. And and if if our season hinges on Natrell Jamerson versus Will Redman, we had a bad year anyway. So ho- hopefully the areas that we missed uh, aren't really pain points on Thursday night. Uh, I think we, we finally get to see the starters go and all the discussion from the last two weeks. Hopefully it's a moot point. Yeah, I'm, I, f- I feel pretty good about this 53. I mean, honestly, I feel like the, the Chicago game is going to be a little bit of a crapshoot just because a lot of these guys haven't played yet. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens, but that brings us to the main point of this episode, Thursday night, soldier field, 
Bears versus Packers, uh, a rivalry that I actually think is wildly underrated. Um, this second game of the season will be their 200th meeting overall. And to show how good this rivalry has been right now, the Packers lead the series by two wins. Wow. Uh, and the Packers, though, lately have absolutely owned right. the Bears. Out of the last 20 meetings, they've won 16. Uh, but it does always seem to be a battle between Chicago's defense and Green Bay's offense. And this year seems to be no different, isn't it, Dan? You know, the defense of the Bears is probably one of the scariest. They they really destroyed us in week one to the point of hurting Rodgers and then uh, really getting the majority of their their big plays and their points when Kaiser was in. So that game was a little skewed, but we all know what happened there. And then week 15, I think it was, we got Packers versus Bears at Soldier Field. Uh, and I don't know if you plan on going into this, Ryan, or not, but the you know the Bears ended up winning by a touchdown, and this was one of mm-hmm. those games where where uh, you know we're we're holding on for hope that we may still make the playoffs. The Bears were uh, nine and four at the time, so they were in a good standing to win the division, and that's just what they did by beating by beating us by this touchdown. But uh, Bulaga was out, if I saw that correctly. Kenny Clark was out, and Aaron Jones had four rushes for eight yards until he mm-hmm. got hurt. So it it ended up being Rodgers throwing the ball forty two times. For a passer rating of 39, and he took five sacks, zero touchdowns, and one interception. And that interception actually killed his streak of, I think it was 400-some-odd passes without an interception. So it was a bad game all around, uh, but it was was sort of an exclamation point on how the year went for the Packers. So um, I I really don't want to reflect on that one as to how this Thursday is going to pan out. But if you just if you just do a, a scan of the Bears defense, right, Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, Bilal Nichols, we don't know too much about. But the pass rush from the D-line is pretty solid. You get Khalil Mack, Danny Trevathan, Roquan Smith, and Leonard Floyd at linebacker. Josh is going to talk a little bit about these guys. But when Danny Trevathan is argue, arguably your worst linebacker, you've got a stellar linebacker. <sighs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. And then the secondary, we're going to have to find some holes in. Uh, you know, it might be our old guy, haha, Clinton Dix. I'm thinking it might be our third or fourth receiver uh, getting matchups against what's going to have to be their cornerback their, or their nickelback. <laughs> Excuse me. Obviously, he's a corner. Uh, but their nickelback might be a guy we have to expose. So that defense is tough. Uh, historically, this has not been a high scoring game. 24 17 and what was uh, week one, 24-23, something like that. Mm-hmm. I think this one's going to be even lower scoring than that. I, I wouldn't be shocked with a 20-17, 23-17, something like that. My hope lies on the Packers having an offense that no one's been able to scout yet. We haven't seen Rodgers take a snap. Uh, the Bears don't know what we're going to do come play one. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm right with you. Uh, I, I actually had the same exact score, I guess, 23-17 Packers in this one. But uh, that, Bear, that Bears defense is brutal. And I, I'm just touching on one player uh, who's my favorite, uh, second-year player Raquan Smith. Um, he was eighth overall pick uh, in the 2018 draft. Uh, honestly, one of my favorite players in that draft. Um, last year, 114 tackles, uh, five sacks, and one interception. Actually, 131 tackles. Sorry, forgot some. Uh, five sacks, one interception. Um, this guy is a beast. He didn't mm-hmm. even start last year at the beginning of the season, but then as soon as they saw what he could do coming off of the bench, they're like, oh, he needs to be in every yeah. play. Yeah. And and he took over. Like he is a freak athlete. And you like he was saying, co- compare or combine him with Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, and Danny Trevathan. We we're it's gonna be a tough night. It's gonna be a tough night. Yeah, and I think that we even discussed uh that 
this actually might be Aaron Jones having to do something. Uh, so what kind of total yards do you think Aaron Jones needs to get in order for this Packers offense to kind of start at least getting some breathing room and opening it up? I, I'll start with this one because I, I, I guessed on the low end when we were talking about this. I, I honestly don't think the Packers win if they can't get some type of run or screen game going to take the pressure off so we can do some deep things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, I, I think he, if he doesn't get over 70 yards all purpose, I think he will get 70. But if he doesn't get over, we're losing the game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think your numbers. I think your numbers pretty close. Yeah, I, I think when we were chatting about this, I had said 80 yards, and I just put 60 rushing, 20 passing. Give him a couple catches out of the backfield for five, six yards. The 60 rushing, you know, if, if he breaks off a big one, the numbers are obviously going to be skewed. But if you give him yeah, a 15, yeah. if you give him a 15 to 20 yard burst at some point, you just scheme the guy open, and he's not touched for eight to 10 yards, right? And then maybe he gets about 15 rushes. Um, so those other 14 carries are going to be a low yards per carry. But I think if we have 80 all-purpose yards out of Aaron Jones, it frees up Aaron Rodgers to do some work against that secondary. Absolutely. And, and so let's uh, let's discuss the lines a little bit. So I think we're going to do this weekly on the preview pod. Um, it's just to determine and kind of have a little little bet on who can be the closest on the line and then give your kind of personal thoughts on the game as well. So I'm going to guess on paper that they think it's pretty close. Um, I'm going to say Bears minus three just because that home field advantage. I actually think that's probably going to be the exact winning uh, margin. I just I there's I just feel like we're going to leave this game with a, a sunken feeling in our stomach of we could have won it. And whether it's one or two plays or it just wasn't quite clicking on offense, I just feel like this is a game we're going to look back and go, yeah, yeah, we 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 probably should have had that one, but I'm gonna say uh, minus three bears. I, I see exactly where you're heading with that, and I think I just want to take the optimistic view, just because I haven't seen the offense. I'm I'm hoping for the best. So I, I my guess is we get our points early, in a way that the Bears haven't been able to scout this offense, like I mentioned earlier, and then maybe they make make some adjustments and we go back to the the slugfest that we're expecting. But if we can score on that first drive, get a turnover somewhere, an, another field goal or touchdown. Um, some early scoring, I think Vegas probably puts it. I like your negative three. I'll say something like minus two for the Bears, just the home field advantage. Otherwise, this really should be a, a pretty much a toss-up, right? If you put this game at a neutral field, say you put it at Camp Randall, uh, this game should really be a toss-up. So minus three for the Bears makes sense. I'll say minus two. Uh, but I want to be a homer, and I'm going to for week one, and uh, we'll see how this turns out. So I'll say pack by four. Um, we'll call that 24-20. That's counting on two field goals from the Bears, so that's sketchy. (laughs) What do you got, Josh? So since you guys took two and three for the Vegas bet, I'll take four, I guess. (laughs) We're on the same Uh, range. Maybe I'll get lucky. But, I, yeah, same thing. Rivalry game week one. I think Dan's right. If the Packers don't jump out early, I'm – afraid i i think i think if we don't have close to 18 20 you know 16 to 20 points by halftime i don't think we will uh, keep up in the second half because they will come back with some alternate game plan in the defense to screw us all up so uh (laughs) i agree with dan so i am i'm still sticking to the packers winning 23 17 by six i like that deep dive analysis they'll come back with some (laughs) alternate (laughs) game plan to screw us up You never, uh, you never know, man. You never know. <laughs> uh, Bavada currently has it at exactly minus three bears. 
So, uh, so, uh, as a, so as a pod, we nailed it. Yes, and actually, <laughs> I'm just trying to find what the most current over-unders are, and it is – ooh, come on, baby. It was like 46, I thought. 46 and a half right now. 46 and a half. So 24-20. I, I'll stick with my 24-20. I, I would definitely take the under. Yeah, I'd take the under. So let's also do this. Let's just throw out our Super Bowl picks while we're here, and this is the first official pod. So uh, whoever wants to start, let's hear these matchups. Yuck. Throws the shocker on us. Um, you know, it's safe to say Patriots, but I, I just want to go with the Chiefs. I know the it's an easy one. I'm not going to take the Browns. They haven't shown us anything. Uh, maybe the Chiefs have some regression in year two where people start catching up to what they're doing. Uh, but I want to take the Chiefs, and then I'll throw you a curveball here. Let's go Rams. Let's say Gurley figures out how to you know, make an impact on the entire season. Goff looks good in year three. Chiefs-Rams is what I just said. It would be a repeat of that Mexico game, though, which was a blast to watch. Mm, yeah, yeah. What do you got, Josh? All right. I also have the Chiefs. Uh, I was going to pick the Chargers at the beginning of the year before Melvin Gordon. Uh, who knows what he's going to do, right? So mm-hmm. – uh, I'm I'm gonna go Chiefs, um, and then I I'm gonna go uh, with oh shoot oh, I'll I'll, I, I'll go with the New Orleans Saints the Super Bowl that should have been from last year the Sounds Super Bowl like that should have been were you getting stomach cramps trying to say that out loud or what no I I wanted to put the Bears in it but uh, I don't want to say oh that, you so. can't do that yeah yeah, yeah so we'd have to, the Saints we'd have to fire you from the pod but Saints Chiefs. I I actually thought I think the AFC could either be really good or really bad, and I just I don't I don't trust anybody. So I'm going to say it's an exact rematch of last year, Patriots Rams. I just I just don't trust anybody. I think that there could be somebody from the AFC North, but they might get so banged up during the regular season that it's just not quite there. Um, so yeah, rematch. What a boring selection. We should have yeah. gotten really crazy with this. We all picked for everybody. the final four. <laughs> you're, you're, you're probably going to be right, though. So, No, this changes every year. There's always surprises. We'll, we'll update accordingly at week eight. <laughs> <laughs> so that will do for this, what will be eventually a mini episode preview. But we'll see how Thursday goes. And uh, thanks, everybody. Go, Pat, go. Go.